You are listening to the Find the Right Man podcast with Paulina Solda, episode number 45. Big work, big life, how to optimize for success with my guest expert, Marnie Batista. Welcome to the Find the Right Man podcast. If you want to find the right man for you in just a few simple steps, keep listening. And now here's your host, dating coach and NEO style expert, Paulina Solta. Well, hello and welcome to a new episode of uh, Find the Right Man podcast uh, with me, Paulina Solda. I have a very special guest today, my uh, longtime friend. We've known each other for, I believe, a decade, Marnie Batista. Welcome, Marnie. I love the way you say my name. <laughs> Ooh, I just got the chills at my own name. That's amazing. I'm just going to call you when I need a, a good hit. Hi, Pauline. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yes, thank you. Okay, so Marnie is a transformational life dating and relationship coach, writer, entrepreneur, nationally recognized print and online expert. She's the founder of the Institute for Living Courageously and, of course, Dating with Dignity. Marnie is also the host of the Life Check, uh, the Life Check Yourself podcast, which I was honored to be a guest on. <laughs> Welcome, Marnie. So, hi. Hi. You've done this work for so long. I like, have. Literally, uh, one of the first uh, people uh, when I started doing this work. And I remember... Uh, you just some of the things you shared, like the beginning of my journey as a dating coach, I still refer to them today. So I also know that you are, you've been in an incredible relationship all these years. So you really walk your talk. You're really an example of what's possible. And uh, today let's talk about, uh, of course, how we help women find the right man for them, date with dignity. And um, let's talk about some of the trends and tendencies. What do you see? I mean, we've done this work for so long, even compared to not even a decade, but even like a few years ago. Yeah. What has changed? Oh my gosh. Well, I think there's some great things that have changed. And I think there's some things that I'm kind of concerned about, to be honest. Um, I think the things that are great as a result of the pandemic, I think that, um, you know, we got used to uh, being more efficient with being able to do use video. I think you don't need to go on like 8 million coffee dates anymore. You can get on FaceTime, you can get on Skype. I think that before people would have never done that, right? They they were so uncomfortable even at the beginning of, of the pandemic asking for that. And now all the apps have it built in, right? Like it's just how we do it. And I think that's great because I think you can really be more discerning. I think another really great thing is that some people have more clarity on what they're looking for. You know, like the pandemic really showed them, you know, what life really um, is about, right? And all those things that they thought were making them happy didn't and that they really want to look for a connection. And so I think those kinds of things are really, really great. I think the thing that concerns me um, is the the kind of the buffet. I think the swiping, um, the addiction to like dopamine, uh, you know, like I, I know that for some people that I've worked with, especially at the beginning, 
like the, the biggest mistake they make at the, the initial stages is they they reach out to a bunch of people or they're swiping or they're liking, and then men will respond. And this overwhelm sets in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, oh, why are these people like talking to me? I don't, I didn't really even want to talk to them. I didn't really want to, like, I don't want to go out that much. And then there's just sort of like an avoidance, right? And like, I don't want to do this. And it kind of a shutting down. Um, so I think that, that, People can, it's very easy to not take it seriously. And when you are on the other end and you are wanting to take it seriously, and I think this is true of men and women, and then you just don't, you get ghosted. No one responds. You know, they're not treating it with the same loving care that you are. It can be super, super frustrating. um, Because I think for some people, it's just a hobby or a habit. Mm, Hobby or habit. Yeah, I I can see that pattern with getting overwhelmed when there's so many options mm-hmm. i recently read that book a paradox of choice when we present it yes. with infinite number of options where you go to a supermarket and it's just it gets overwhelming yeah but totally we end up not choosing anything yes right? just shutting it down and then you get nowhere and what's interesting too is and i think people listening really take a, a look at yourself because I think that people don't own that part. I think what they say is, well, there's nobody good, Mm. right? Like there's nobody good. It's so easy to shift uh, into, um, I call it like rage, blame, uh, don't too tired and busy to do anything about it. Mm. Right. You're like, why, you know, I'm just so sick of this. Why did this guy ask for a dick pic? Or, you know, I can't believe this guy was so interested in me. And then like, he just disappeared. What a jerk, you know? And like men suck and dating is sucks. And then you go back to work and you know, you've got another problem or your kids need help with their homework. And you're just like, Ugh, I don't even want to deal with this. You know, it's just too busy and tired to deal with it. And we just get caught in that habit, that, that's that cycle. And really it's like, okay, well, what can you, the one thing you can change or control is yourself. So mm-hmm. looking at that starting point and saying, well, okay, what? Why am I reacting to this in the first place? Like what's going on internally? So good. Yes. That doing that thought work, so important. And uh, tell me more about how uh, you help your clients to deal with that overwhelm, which it's so easy to create it with all these options and being online and instant messaging. Um, could you yeah. share some t- specific tips, practical tips? That- yeah. Um, well, I think one of the most important things to do is to um, give yourself permission to make it important. I was talking to someone the other day, um, and I'm sure I, I'm curious what you think about this, because it's almost like women and men too, probably, but I only work with women at this point, but it's like they they write a profile, right? Or they put something up or the way they respond, the energy behind it is almost like, I don't want you to think that I give a shit. Like I'm trying to do it where you think like it's chill. Like I'm like, like I'm into it, but I don't need it. So I don't really care. Right. It's almost like there's a shame of saying like, I'm looking for a person. I'm giving it my all. I'm focused on online dating. I'm trying to do my best. I wrote an amazing profile. I I took time to have like great pictures. There's just this, like, you're supposed to act like you don't care, right? So I think that the number one thing is to give yourself permission to say, 
I want this. This is important to me. I'm not embarrassed that I'm online dating. I'm not important. I'm not embarrassed that I'm trying to do it well, you know, that I actually want to look like I'm taking it seriously. Um, and so, the, so if you go into it that way, then you're engaged. If you go into it the other way where you're kind of like not really committed and you're trying to not, you're mad that it takes work or effort. Then when you get all that input, you're just like, I don't even want, like, I don't even want this anyway. Right. So I think the first thing to do is to, is to say like, yes, I want this to remember why you want it. Like Mm. what's it connected to? Like there has to be a value that is part of who you really are at the core. We were talking about that when you were on my show, like that makes this align with your mission and your purpose in life. Hmm. Because, right? Because, and I've worked, and I don't know if you've had this situation, but I've worked with women where like, I get them all ready to date, you know? And then I'm like, okay, now you got to go on dates. And they're like, no, I don't know (laughs) if I really want, I mean, that's a lot. I don't know if I really want to do that work. I don't want to get hurt. And so that's like conflicting energy, right? You want this person, but you're scared to actually have a person in your life or to have to compromise or, or open yourself up or any of those things. So I think that's another thing is like in that giving yourself permission, really make a choice that's aligned with your values, reminding yourself, like, I do want this. I want to grow. I want to get out of my comfort zone. I want to share my life. I want to be a role model to other people in my life that this can happen. I, you know, whatever it is, find that why and then connect your action with that, right? So that you're in integrity with yourself. I think when we have an integrity with ourselves, then it feels good to date. If we're out of integrity with ourselves, if we're not being honest with ourselves, it feels icky and we don't want to do it. Yes, so true. I also see that. And I, what I re, uh, realize is that uh, women, Uh, So uh, what's underneath that uh, attitude is fear of being disappointed or fear of being rejected. Those are the most common prevalent ones. Yeah. And so what women do is that they feel that feeling of being rejected or disappointed in advance. Yes. And they deny themselves the very thing, but they actually already, if you think, and this is how we can have breakthrough for everyone right now. Listen, if you think that uh, you're going to be disappointed or rejected, which is a possibility, and uh, you feel that way in advance, you're already in the worst place that you don't want to be. So you might as well uh, learn. And this is how I approach that. You got to learn how to think on purpose and feel on purpose. And develop an emotional maturity where you can feel disappointed and process that feeling and understand that being disappointed is just a part of life. It happens all yes. the time. You can yes. go to Starbucks uh, and they're going to run out of your favorite hazelnut syrup or your yes. almond milk and you're going to feel disappointed. It doesn't mean you're going to stop going to <laughs> your favorite coffee shop. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think I think that's a huge thing. Like. What you said is so important. Like it's you're telling yourself a little lie, right? Because you're already disappointed. You're already sad or lonely, right? So you're just going for the pain, you know, because there's an illusion of being in control over it. 
Um, but if you're going to be in control of your feelings, you might as well live a, pur- a purposeful life and go for what you want. Um, regret sucks. Uh, the older I get, <laughs> I think like, wow, I just don't want to have any regrets. Like they just, there's just no time for it. Exactly. So you said something like you might as well think uh, like this way, right? And leave a life without regret. So I'm curious what type of work or what advice do you give to women in terms of managing their thoughts, thinking on purpose? Because I, so my whole premise teachings is that our thoughts create our results. So thinking online dating doesn't work. I'm not going to meet anyone. It's always going to end up in your results line. Right. So how do you work with your clients around? Do you have any maybe tips or something that women listening can start looking at least becoming aware of their own thoughts that don't serve them? Yeah, I think the thing that is really important is to really look at. Are those thoughts coming from a place of. Fear and ego or a place of love, Hmm. right? And. People will often say like, I don't know what's my intuition and what's like my inner critic. Mm. And I would say like, think of a time that you felt really on fire, you know, like you felt like really good. You felt in flow. Like it was even like a peak experience. You felt joy. You felt gratitude. Like if you just bring that feeling to mind, you know, like you have a feeling, a a felt sense in your body, whether you're driving right now or walking or, or, you know, in the car. And when we have thoughts that are resonant, I call it like resonant with our truth, then those are our thoughts that are going to create good results, right? Because they're resonant. If we think, Oh, online dating sucks. Why is this happening to me? This is so hard. Never mind. I'd rather be like, even when I say that, right? You could feel in your body, you start to get constrict, right? You, you're, it's dissonant. It's not really aligned with who you are at your core. And so the first thing to do is to just start to notice resonance and dissonance. And then my whole jam is like, what would it look like to create a life that was so aligned and resonant with what you really are, the energy of what you are and who you are, that then everything you create is resonant from that space. And you just start using that as like your yes, no, yes, no, right? Then then your external life will start to be a reflection of like how amazing you are on the inside, the truth of who you are. So that's a very oversimplified way of saying, be really curious about your thoughts not in a place of judgment, right? Like, oh, I'm bad. I'm thinking negative thoughts. Paulina's going to be so mad at me. It's more like, wow, I really have a lot of these thoughts that are dissonant. What is that about? Right. And I, I feel like one of the most important things you could do, like put it on a post-it note, the key, one of the, the seven ways to a meaningful life is, um, did I seek wisdom? Hmm. Right. And wisdom is really different from knowledge. Knowledge is like, you know, trying to figure out why that guy never called you back. Right. Problem solving it (laughs) never happening. Right. Wisdom is like, I wonder what it is that I need to let go of Mm -hmm. so that I could allow love into my life. I wonder what I need to learn. I wonder what I need to step into. Right. So 
Number one, be aware of your dissonance. And instead of judging yourself, ask a wisdom seeking question, because with that, then you can, you can work with it. You can do something with it and you can grow from it. And then that's empowering. That gives you agency over the results in your life. Do that over and over again, and you'll start to feel better and you'll feel empowered and you'll start to have better results. Love it. It's uh, also when you're talking about approaching it from a place of wisdom, you are approaching it from a place of love and self-love versus uh, when it is fear and ego driven, it's going to look for information like, what did I do wrong? Or like, I need to know why, right? And in reality, so I have this principle, I say, don't choose men who don't choose you. So we're not even spending time and energy on somebody who ghosted because he's not choosing you. If he's not texting you. Right, right, right. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it because here's the thing, because that's the, that's that, um, that activates the rage, blame, too tired and too busy to deal with it. You can't answer that question. You never will unless you call him up and you're like, hey, bro, was it me? But men don't work this way. We also... I uh, I use this simple, very simple like mantras uh, concept. I will say, well, men are not women. Men are not talking like us. So what did you mean? <laughs> we're not going to have this conversation. No, we, we're, we're, not. We're, we're like just our girlfriends. It doesn't work like that. No, no. I have like these man panel events often. Mm-hmm. And every single time women are like, you know, what does it mean when a guy goes? Why does a guy, you know? And literally every single one of them is like, it literally doesn't matter. It could be one exactly. of 7,000 things. Like you'll, ne- you will never, there's a different answer for as many men as there are on the planet. Like it, it doesn't matter. And all of these great guys say, stop asking that question. Like you're better than that. Don't, like you say, don't choose someone who doesn't cho- choose you. Ask better questions that are going to move you forward in your life. Right. And uh, what's interesting when you talk about residence and dissonance, I use this high value uh, dating cycle when everything is just high quality, high energy, and then low value, low, low quality thoughts, questions could be low quality. What did I do wrong? Versus what is the lesson here? What is an opportunity? High value. So the situation can be exactly the same. A man didn't respond but how we show up it's totally in our power and uh, it's really important so bringing that awareness we're talking about exactly the same thing we just need yeah. differently but it's yeah. universal principles and i think one thing i really want to stress is that this is one of these things because you and i both teach a version of the same thing right and people be like yeah 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 like i'm like going to be a star student i get it right And then they go online or they go out and, you know, like they get excited about someone and he decides to go back to his ex-girlfriend or they get ghosted or, you know, they date someone for two months. They get really excited. Oh, I'm a success story, Pauline, I'm already, you know, yay. And then like, he's not right. They're, they're not the right guy. These principles are the things that you need to remember when it's hard, (laughs) when you're like, stay in bed all day, right? These are the moments where we have to be this high value energy because life is going to test you. It just does, right? Um, So remember, you know, that's what I wish that 
Because I think people know this stuff and then they get in it, myself included. I'm human, right? We get in a moment and we're like, we forgot everything we learned. And so my like wish, right, is like plant a seed in your subconscious that you remember this moment, that you remember what Pauline is teaching you. Like when you feel like crap, when you want to give up because it's worth one more day because you actually know this stuff. Mm-hmm. So good. So Marini, what are some of the subconscious mistakes that women make in mm. search? Um, oh my gosh, so many. Well, so I have a client and her name's Roseanne. And she's very kind because she let me coin a, a, a syndrome after her. <laughs> <laughs> and I call it resistance. And this is one of my favorite sabotage examples. Uh, and Roseanne does not do that, doesn't do this anymore. Um, but so I, I go in her inbox and she's telling me like, oh, these guys, like they're just, they don't, you know, they don't follow through They're Nobody's asking me out. They just want to chat online. And I'm like, okay. Let me go in there and see. So this is like my favorite sabotage. If you're doing this, just know you have resistance because unconsciously she was still attached to her ex, mm. right? Okay. So what it looked like is um, Jeff would be like, hey, Roseanne, I really loved your profile. I'd love to get some coffee sometime. When are you free? This is Roseanne. Oh, Jeff, thank you so much. I saw in your profile that you love to travel in Argentina. I'm from Argentina. Have you ever been there? Like, how long did you go to Argentina? Oh, I went to Argentina once in the 90s, but I'm sure it's changed a lot since then. When did you go? Oh, Jeff, I'd love to talk to you more, but I'm going out of town next week to visit my grandchildren. Um, and I, I uh, but by the way, do you have grandchildren? <laughs> and she, right, and then, and I'm like, Roseanne, Jeff asked you out. He asked you out the first time, (laughs) but you started to engage in these conversations and you're not, you're not closing the deal. Mm. Right. And so I think people want to be chatty. They want it. Like they want to get to know someone, like they want to email with them. And so I would challenge you go back in your inbox and how many opportunities have you sabotaged or diverted or you were really busy for work and then you actually never followed up. Or you didn't say, I'm busy with work, I'm traveling, but I'll be back the following week. Do you want to get together? So resistance in the inbox is a huge, huge way of sabotaging. So just get close the deal, close the deal, get the FaceTime, get the date. That is so good. Yes, I am on the same page with you because I even tell like I give my has, uh, my clients exact like measurement like, okay, there's so many like within the week you want to, you, the longer you actually text, if you yes. longer than a week, uh, the it's the law of diminishing return. The chances that you will ever meet go lower and lower. And yes, talking on the phone uh, except for just to cor- like, just to get to know each other at the level. Yes, we want to meet. Yes, that is it. There is no point of any time. I just I can guarantee ninety percent of the time, if somebody talks for an hour in on the phone, there will be no date. I just there will. I know it's so true. So the thing is, um, I love that you asked this question because. All those are examples of that. So that that resistance is there because there's something under you're doing it. For, that's the wisdom seat question. Why am I doing this? Not like, oh, I'm going to not do it. Yes. But also, why are you doing it? 
And that's like with Roseanne, it was, you know, it took her a long time to admit because she wanted to be a good student and say, no, I'm over Brad. Like I, you know, I, I know I'm not going to be with Brad, Mm -hmm. but she was secretly hoping he was going to come back, you know? And so just look, there's always a deeper reason. So just be honest with yourself. Yeah. And it's interesting to see how, what I, and I tell my, my clients all the time, like pointing out specific things when we're just making it so much harder. Yeah. than it can be. <laughs> and it can be so simple. So I put the, the whole, and I'm curious to know about your process, but when I uh, when I teach, uh, I put it in just a few simple steps. It's you think differently. So this is where you manage your mind. You type man. So you, you know, I use personality typing. And then it's just meet man, go on dates with him and choose the one. That's it. <laughs> it is. And we we get really, and we get really, really, um, taking it personally. It's really just about resilience, right? And it's just about, it's just numbers, consistency. It's like anything. You want to build muscle? You you have to do it every day. Um, My trainer always uh, tells me the story about like, you know, these people that would come to him and they're like, I don't understand why I'm not, you know, getting stronger or losing weight. And he'd be like, well, what are you eating? And they'd be like, well... You know, but I just did it that one day. And then that one day is like 10 days, right? Or I forgot. And so I think anything that you want to do, you you have to keep it simple and you have to do it and you have to be consistent. And when you don't feel like doing it, you have to be as committed on those days as you were the day you signed up with Paulina, as the day that you decided, you know, you do want to have a model for your kids about what healthy relationship looks like. Because it's simple, but it doesn't mean it's going to be like easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yeah. And uh, so I'm curious to hear uh, your perspective on when clients, <laughs> it's very, it's it's funny. It's interesting how they will say, well, how long, how much longer do I have to, uh, when they get to that point, when they feel, oh, it should have already happened by now. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, I get it. Um. <laughs> So, you know, it's really fun. I, uh, I've been wanting to write a, a book and get it traditionally published for like literally probably since I was 10 years old, but I started my business originally because I had a book idea that I wanted to write for dating. Right. And so I've just always wanted to do it anyway. And I've been rejected a gazillion times over the, over the years. And this last like two years, I really was focused, you know, and every time I would like get a rejection, if even like writing an essay that I was putting out or um, I would work really hard in this proposal and I'd be like, it's like, okay, this is the last time if I don't get an agent this time I quit. And I just realized like, this is like dating, you know, like, uh-huh. and I, I realized like I had to be connected to my purpose and my why, which is what I kind of started talking about at the beginning, right? Like, this is about me expressing a part of myself. I'm doing it not for my ego. I don't need to be famous. I don't need to be on Oprah. Like, sure, I'd love to be uh, talk to Oprah, but I have a mission and I have this stuff inside of me that I want to put out. It's really who I am. And if I just keep focusing on being myself and following my passion and doing my work and asking great questions and taking feedback and getting better and going back out there, then I'm going to understand that the journey is as important as the destination, right? And so I was rejected a million times. I did just get a book deal, which is super exciting. It's awesome. coming out. Yeah, it's, it's super exciting. It's like I met the guy and it was really funny because oh. again, I'm a metaphor queen, right? So I was like, 
And so I was like, oh my God, right? I got the book deal. What do you think the first thing I thought was, Paulina? Uh, is it going to work out? Is it going yes, to sell? Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone going to like it? Oh my God, right. now I have to sell all these books. Is and it going to be New York Times bestseller? Like, yes. Is it going to, like, yes. <laughs> and that's, okay, so what I'm telling all of you is like, so you're going to date, right? And you're going to meet someone. And the minute you start liking someone, it's going well. Your little brain's going to be like, oh my God, what if it doesn't yes. last? What is oh. there so so just I, I realized in that moment it's just so funny I was like you know what this is really just about the journey I can the destination is like out of my control as long as I stay on purpose and just keep being myself and keep putting my true self out there and just learn and grow and learn from the feedback the world is giving me that I'm living my life and that's what I want to say to those ladies that are like frustrated is that every person is just a mirror to show you the next thing that you want to learn. If there's any way you can figure out to have fun in the journey, because I dated for five years before I met my husband. That's a long time to, you know, when's it going to work? Um, and if you just keep doing it, like your, your destiny, the divine wants for you what your soul is supposed to have. So trust the divine in you, trust the, the bigger picture and just trust the process and just keep doing it and, and just be you. Put more you out of there, deep, deepen into you. Don't, don't hold yourself back. Yes, and so powerful what you said is you said, I let go of that attachment. And I so often I see that it's the moment then you can accept any scenario. And actually when I work with my clients, accept that, even if you never find this person that this one, by the way, don't look, there's so many abundance, right? But even just like loving the journey, like you said, and learning so much about yourself and shifting, managing your mind about it, right? Yeah, because it's because there's plenty of times where it doesn't go your way. Exactly. Right? And how do you, but you still, when, when things don't go your way, or what do you find, like what works really like what helps your clients the most when things don't go your way when it takes longer or then that relationship you thought is going to work out and now it doesn't and you have to start all over yeah so one of the principles that i talk about is resourcing and what i mean by that is where are you sourcing your energy from like your physical energy of of like your enoughness right because what I find is that when you are sourcing your enoughness, your energy from external things, like I got a boyfriend, mm-hmm. I was Paulina's best client. I, you know, I was on her success panel, you know, or um, this many guys liked my profile and like asked me out or I got a promotion or and anything that's external. My parents love me or mm-hmm. said, good job. That is circumstantial and conditional. And so when it doesn't go your way, you have to look at, okay, wow, I'm really upset because I am resourcing from getting this external (laughs) and I need to shift and I need to really look at how do I source my energy from internal, right? How do I fill myself up with like, I am enough, I am whole, I am on purpose. What do I need to learn? How can I grow from this, right? Double down on your meditation, like say your gratitudes, like, you know, be in service to other people, count the blessings that you have, figure out how you can find hope and joy, you know, in the journey itself and, and source to your, to the well of your abundance of who, of what you are. You're like a unique and amazing person. So the, the quick answer is 
just know that when you feel crappy and you want to give up, you're like, "Mm, I was sourcing from ego. I was sourcing externally. So no wonder I feel crappy. So what do I do in my life that fills me up internally that I can source my energy and my joy internally? So beautiful. Yes, I, I remind my clients, you have a source and being resourceful is one of the most important qualities in dating and being resourceful, meaning that you come within, like, you know, that you have a source of an energy and love and there's infinite abundance of that, that you can generate and connecting to that. Uh, So whatever, whatever practices or working on your thoughts, feeling through your feelings uh, and um, thinking like thought work is so important because again, our thoughts will determine uh, pretty much they, they do determine pretty much everything that we have right now and anything we ever wanted just started with a thought and as long as we create intentionally right and we do it over and over we give more air time to what's possible I love when you said I want to create from possibility that is you're very much uh, living your purpose so because that's the language of your personality type so could you speak more about what it looks like for a single woman who never had an amazing relationship. She doesn't have any reference points. She cannot look back uh, into her past to find evidence of success. And I teach that concept of creating from a possibility from a future. Could you speak a little bit about how you do it in your work with your clients? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a longing that we have or else you wouldn't be listening to a show like this, right? So so I'm going to be kind of, uh, an unpopular opinion. When someone says, I, I don't know what I want. I think I don't know is sort of like a cover up for I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Lazy brain, <laughs> I call it. I think, I think in my experience, a lot of ladies like, well, first of all, they think it has to look like a movie or something. Mm. You know, when I say like, have a vision or what do you want it to look like? Or they'll be like, I don't know. I've just never even had it. I'm like, okay, well, let's ask better questions because I think you do know. Um, Like, why are you listening to this podcast? Mm -hmm. You searched for it. You're spending your time. You're really busy, right? Like you care about something. Okay, well, what do you care about? Why do you care about it? How would you feel if you were doing some of these things we're talking about today? How would that make you feel about yourself? What would it be like to be yourself around a person that you were attracted to, that you respected? What would you want that to look like? Where would you want to go? How would you show this person your love? How would you want them to show you? Like all of a sudden, just literally rewind this, answer all those questions. That's your possibility, right? It's just, again, it's all about asking the kind of quality questions. And remember when you say, I don't know, it's just a cover up because you're scared or you're lazy. Mm -hmm. And giving space. What I think, Marnie, you and I, like any coach, and this is the difference from just talking to your girlfriends because the moment you say, I went on a date and it was bad and somebody else interjects, oh, you won't believe what I just saw on Tinder and they start talking about themselves. We actually, coaches hold the space. We actually believe uh, that you can be any age, any circumstances. Yep. And love is possible for you. It's never too late. 
A hundred percent, no matter how old, how what size you are, how much money you have or don't have, small town, big town, all that stuff's just a cover up. Would you just share just any, just pick a random story of a client that you think would be inspirational to hear like a story of a transformation? Uh, yeah. So, cause I was just thinking about, um, Andrea. So Andrea, when she came to me, um, she had been divorced twice. Both of her husbands cheated on her one in her twenties, one in her fifties. Um, she's overweight. Um, her, her ex-husband was like, you are fat and unattractive. No man's ever going to want you. That's why I cheated on you because I would never have sex with you. Just like all this really mean mm. stuff. Right. And uh, so we had some work to do, right, to un- to unwind it and unpack that. And um, she felt really deeply in love with herself and developed a deep sense of self-acceptance and abundance, right? And she learned what she was looking for and what her values were. And she started, you know, dating. She followed the process. Um, and she had one relationship that was three months. And it took a lot of courage to break up with him because he was so much better than anyone else she dated. But he wasn't her person. Mm. And then she dated a guy for six months. And he was even better than the first guy. But he wasn't into sex. And she was like, you know what? I am 60 years old and I have some sex left inside of me and I want to be desired. And yes. even though this guy treats me so well, mm-hmm. I've never had a great sex life and I will not settle. She it's broke sick. up with him. Okay. And then she kept dating. And then she met this guy named Dave. And she was like, I met a guy named Dave. He's really super nice. He's really handsome. But my ex-husband's name was David. I would never date a guy named David. And I was like, okay, that's some resistance, Right. Uh, and so, um, she's been with him for like two years. Um, they're going to New Zealand together. They're, they're, you know, doing stuff with their kids together. They have, they're building a life together. His wife died. He was like really afraid to fall in love. She was patient, but she also set boundaries and like made sure that he was working on it so that he could really be a partner for her. And I'm just so happy. And she didn't have to lose one pound. In fact, she ended up letting her hair go gray. Like she was like, why am I like doing this blonde thing? Like mm. I'm, I, she just became more of herself and accepted herself. Right. And so, and she's from like a small town in Illinois. So I just share that because when I think of Andrea, I think she overcomes like all of the limiting beliefs, right? Like, um, or obstacles that we have. And I like the story also because it's what you and I have been talking about. It might not be the first guy. It might yes. not be the second guy. Right. So it took her a year or so, but she stayed with it and she had fun dating and she learned what it was like to be treated well and pursued. And now she has a really great guy. And I got oh. to meet this one. And so I just like loved him. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love, I tell my all, all of my clients that um, this mantra or concept, your your next uh, partner is always going to be better than the previous because you grow as long as you do this work and you grow is just the fact. So, uh, Marnie, I know that you have a special gift uh, for all of our listeners. Would you share what it is? I do. I have a uh, training that is called Three Secrets Men Wish You Knew. Um, and it's um, like in-depth. It's the good stuff. I know a lot of people just do little like, you know, quick hits. But this is actually three training videos. It's 30 minutes. We've got like exercises for you to do. Um, and it's really going to allow you to work through some of these things that we've been talking about. Um, so you can get on the way to really dating from that place of your deepest, most authentic self and have fun along the way. 
Amazing. We're going to share uh, the link, of course, for all the listeners in the show notes. And lastly, the last uh, words of wisdom for everyone, the biggest takeaway. You know, after I got divorced, I went, did some traveling and um, I saw um, the John Lennon wall and um, it was in Prague and it was graffitied on this thing. And it said, um, don't let your biggest fear get in the way of your biggest dream, even if your biggest dream is your biggest fear. Hmm. And I took a picture of it and I framed it in my house. Now my kids say it and it's like my, my thing, right? Because sometimes the thing that we're the most scared of is actually our biggest dream. And we can't let our fear get in the way of our biggest dream. So be brave, just be courageous. Thank you so much. And living courageously, of course, check check out and check out Marnie's podcast too. <laughs> Thank you, Paulina. Thank you, Marnie, so much for being here. Much love. If you love this podcast, please leave a review and share what's been most valuable to you. Simply scroll down, tap to rate and click to write the review. We're giving away a $25 Amazon gift card and we'll announce a winner picked at random next week. Thank you so much.